Good morning, and thank you for the warm welcome, Pastor Courtney. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. I don't take it lightly, and no one should, about the opportunity to serve the church by sharing the Word of God. It is a um, heavy responsibility, but a fulfilling, something that encourages me. So I say all of that to say this. I put a lot of work, effort, and study into the Word and to, for the display of the Scriptures today. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're tuned in. And I just want to read to you some Scriptures before I get started. Uh, the reason I'm doing this, uh, I'm going to share about a lot of verses, but I want you to know exactly where I'm pulling this message from in the Word of God, other than being led by the Lord to share this particular message, the Bible talks about to be able to give an account for the reason that you believe and to be able to defend my faith, to be able to give an account of the Word. So I want you to know where to find it because it's important. So I'm going to read some scriptures and I just want you to take some time and write them down. Uh, we're going to be talking about, I will be sharing Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. Uh, First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 20. My main text that I will read from is 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. You have 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. You have 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 through 7. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Ephesians chapter 4 and Colossians 3.16. And the version that I normally share is the ESV, the English Standard Version. Now, I might, as Spirit prompted and led, throw in another verse somewhere along the way. Okay. But... These are the foundational scriptures that I'm going to be bringing today's message. Uh, if you're here and you're tuning in online, um, particularly this church has had a long history of ministering and having a body of believers of multi-ethnic and Filipino culture. And with that being said, I want to tell you, as a white Caucasian married to a beautiful Filipino lady, that I enjoy some of the wonderful cultural things. And one of those is the Burr months. <laughs> what are you talking about, Pastor Ron? September, October, November, December. The Burr months. See, in the Philippines, they don't have Thanksgiving. They don't have the holiday of the uh, memorial or uh, Veterans Day. Uh, you know, Veterans Day is, you know, these holidays in between September to December or more accustomed and specifically for us here in America. They have things that they celebrate there in their country, uh, different days of, you know, maybe independence. Uh, when I have visited the Philippines, I will tell you, I got one of the first places I got to visit, and it's a very um, touching place, very beautiful place. Uh, Crijador, the Battle of Crijador. Very rich in history and very beautiful. But I want to talk to you about, I want you to remember the Burr months. What do we start celebrating 
around the Burmans. In the Filipino culture, we start celebrating Christmas. And what do we have on Christmas? We have gifts. And that is what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking about gifts, the gifts that you and I have. We're going to be talking about serving one another with our spiritual gifts. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the word. And I just pray, Lord, that you put your words in my mouth. Let my mouth be an instrument to speak your words, to touch the hearts of the people today, God. Lord, put in my mouth only things that I would say being prompted by the Spirit to minister to the people today. Father, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you, Lord, for the leading and the prompting of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're talking about serving one another with our spiritual gifts. And remember, you know, I just want, to, before we get and I read the main passage, I just want to talk about a little bit of things that go on around Christmas. You know, sometimes at Christmas, well, often, if you're not uh, in an unfortunate situation, and if you are, I pray the Lord change that. We, we receive and exchange gifts. People give us gifts, and then we give gifts. And today, I want to talk to you about some of the gifts that God has given you and God has given me. And, you know, Christmas time, you know, I, I think about gifts. We get excited about it. Oh, I got that. I got that new train set. That used to be a thing when I was growing up. I don't know if those train sets are as popular as anymore, but they there was a place on the East Coast that we got to see. I think it's Yankee Candle or something like where they do the candle. They have these beautiful, rustic, old train sets going all through the place. And it's Christmas time all year long there. It's beautiful and majestic to walk through that place. Um, there's your free advertisement. <laughs> but you, you think about these gifts. You know, when you think about a mother or a father who has a gift, and they give it to a child. Oftentimes you will hear things, son, share that gift. You know, maybe a father has gave his son or his daughter a gift, and then you have company over to visit. And your son is playing with a gift, and then all of a sudden he set it down, and then your company wants their son, it, it, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's distant family, whatever. And then they begin to play with the gift. And then the son gets upset. Dad, he's playing with my gift. Well, today I want to talk to you about our spiritual gifts and how we're supposed to share them with one another. How we're supposed to share our spiritual gifts. And you're given a gift. And say, well, Pastor Ron, I don't know that God's given me a gift. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm going to take you to the Word. John 3, 16 said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. God gave you the gift of His Son so that you might have salvation. That's your first gift. And Jesus said that I will go away, but I will send you a help, a comforter. That is your second scripture where 
the Lord has left us with gifts. And we're going to be talking about our gifts today, and we're going to be talking about more of those things. So I want you to know you have been given a gift. We just need to identify, and you need to use it. You need to immerse yourself with it and serve people. So 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. This is the ESV version. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks by the strength of God, supplying in order that in everything. Here's, here's your purpose of your gift, that God may be glorified. Your gift is to glorify God. Through Jesus Christ, to Him belonging, glory, dominion forever and ever. Amen. Oftentimes, I remember growing up and having a burning impression, a burning hole in my heart. What is my purpose? What was I created for? What was I, why am I here, Lord? There's a sense of void and emptiness in the hearts of mankind from beginning, and it that void is there. That void is there. That, that emptiness is there because God wants you to use your gift. See, when you use your gift, you feel accomplished. You, you're encouraged. When I use my gift, I'm encouraged. When I use my gift, I should use my gift to bless others. I'm encouraged when I use my gift. So, I want you to remember, I, where I was going with this, with your purpose, is oftentimes we struggle. And perhaps you're listening today and saying, I struggle to know my purpose. I'm going to tell you something today. I'm going to download and I'm going to share a message with you today. You can't get to your purpose in your life. I truly don't believe you can get to your purpose. Until you learn to identify your gifts and use them. Because it is your gift who makes room for you. That is the word of God. So, as I said earlier, our gifts are to serve one another. To glorify God. What are our spiritual gifts? And some of the things that we talk about, and I, I mentioned these scriptures earlier because I'm going to share a lot. And I want you to understand what I'm sharing. I want you to know where you can find it. In Romans, we talked about, I mentioned Romans chapter 12. You have, these are some of the gifts of the Spirit. Encouragement, giving, leadership, mercy, prophecy, service, and teaching. That's Romans 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 goes on and adds more to them. And sometimes you'll find that Scripture will repeat itself, uh, you'll find that some of these gifts are mentioned in more than one place. They're repeated. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you have the gift of administration, uh, discernment, discernment of spilling, uh, the spirit. You have the gift of healing. You have the gift of tongues and interpretations. You have the gift of prophecy. You have the gift of wisdom. You have faith, apostleship, helps, knowledge. Miracles and teachings. Today, I want to help you unpack a lot with the message today from spiritual gifts about learning 
to use them and to identify with them. You know, um, as you can see, we also have gifts that are listed in Ephesians 4 and 1 Peter 4. And often some of these, ver- some of these gifts are um, repeated. But they're there for good reason. It's not enough for us as individuals to know that God has given us a gift according to his call and purpose for our life. It's not enough to know that we've been given gifts from God. We must use them. Now, one of the struggles we have is identifying our gifts. And I would say to you, Perhaps maybe we struggle because we're not practicing or using them. Um, you know, sometimes you ever do something and you just find that you have a talent that you gained that, that you didn't know, that it was just there. Um, I would submit to you today that maybe there might be some things that you have some gifts and talents that you don't even know that was there inside of you. What are some of these gifts in general? Like, Not all these gifts are spiritual to... Like, oh, you know, prophecy or things like that. But all gifts, in a sense, are spiritual because they're given from God. I'm not trying to be confusing. But maybe your gift in, maybe your profession in your work, maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're a preschool teacher. Maybe you're a middle school. Maybe you're a college teacher. That's your gift. Maybe you're an accountant. Maybe you're good with money and crunching budgets. Maybe you're dealing with purchasing. Maybe you're an electrician. Maybe you're a construction worker. Maybe you are a nurse or in healthcare, And that is your gift. Your natural gift that you have is the gift that God has given you, and he wants you to use it. He wants you to use it not just to do, uh, to make your provision for your life and your income and your resources, but he also wants you to use it to serve him. As I was saying to you earlier, it's not enough for us to know that God has given us a gift. We must use them. Spiritual gifts. It's necessary for us to serve with our spiritual gifts in order to get to our purpose in our life, to glorify God. That's our ultimate purpose. If you want to know what is my purpose, bottom line, your purpose is to glorify God. Everything we ought to do is to bring glory to God. If I'm going to be the nurse, I'm going to be the best nurse on the unit. I'm going to be the charge nurse, the nurse manager. I'm going to be the one who's going to handle the trauma situation. Lord, bless our nurses and our healthcare workers at this time. Lord, be with you. And thank you for what you do. If you're going to be an accountant, maybe that's what your passion is. Be the best accountant you can be. But you can use those gifts. And you can use them to serve. Serve one another. See, your gift isn't, as I was talking to you earlier, when you get a gift from your father or your mother as a child, you're supposed to share that gift with other people. So if you are a nurse, in fact, I have known many and I have been acquaintance and I know many that I have seen this circumstance. I know a lot of nurses who are health care providers. They have gone to missions 
and provided, you know, nursing, care, giving shots. You use your gift that God has given you in the natural that usually has a spiritual implication or backside to it to serve people. You don't just use it to serve your community at work, though. Maybe you use that uh, to, to serve, you know, in a particular thing. Maybe you serve a particular community. But you also use your spiritual gift. Here's the thing. We use our spiritual gifts to serve the church body. Bible talks about that we are stones, lively stones being built together. And in the book of Nehemiah, we have the image in the story about the wall being rebuilt. And brothers and sisters, the wall is constantly needing to be rebuilt and repaired. We need to look at it and see what we can do to better and repair the, the, the buildings. And I'm not talking about just the, the physical building. I'm talk, when I'm talking of the building here this morning, I'm talking about you and I. We're t- I'm talking about you and I. The Bible says that we are lively stones. You and I are the church. You and I are that part of the body. And we are supposed to take our gifts and use them to serve the church community. It is absolutely necessary to serve with your spiritual gifts. You can't get to your purpose in life if you don't serve with your spiritual gifts. It's, it's biblical. It's scriptural. We, we struggle with this often. How come I, I can't seem to find my fulfilling purpose? It's because you're not sharing your gift that God has given you. I want to encourage you to share it. Not just with your co-workers or for your source of income, but share it with the church body. Love one another and serve one another in the church body. It's necessary for us to serve with our spiritual gifts to fulfill our purpose, which is, as I said earlier, our purpose is to what? Glorify God. That is our purpose. And here you see the picture of Nehemiah where the wall is being rebuilt. This is why I put it there. So I want to talk to you about how can I serve with my spiritual gifts. I'm going to give you three main points. And we're going, I'm going to uh, unpack each of these points uh, and discuss it a little bit with us this morning. So now that we've identified that we all have spiritual gifts and I've presented the argument and presented the scriptures to you that you you have a gift. I have a gift. You have a gift. Everybody has a gift. I want us to learn how to share our gifts. How should I serve? How can I serve God with my spiritual gifts? I want you to stir your spiritual gifts up. Paul wrote to Timothy and he told him to stir the gift up. And earlier this morning, I gave the illustration. I don't have a picture, but I, I have a bottle of water here. So I want you to see this bottle of water. And as you see, it's, it's clear, right? But when I you know, begin to put a spoon inside the pitcher or a glass of water, and I begin to stir things up, I might disturb some particles at the bottom of the water wasn't intentional and nobody was you know harmed during that but when you stir your gifts 
you might stir up some of those things at the bottom. And what I would suggest those are, are things of the flesh or things of that nature that uh, we we're dealing with. So how do we stir up our gifts? How? Well, Paul wrote Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, and he said this. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. He gave Timothy this statement. He said, do not neglect the gift you have. So that means to tell me that it's possible that we have a gift and we not use it or we neglect it. We've, I've been, mom, forgive me. I have received gifts and I have not taken care of them properly from my mother or my aunties or uncles growing up. And you, 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 you have that memory of yourself. Maybe I didn't, take, I didn't put the gift away and I stepped on it and then I broke it. You know, but so when you get that image in your mind, not to neglect the gift, God has given you that gift. So God did not give you that gift to put it away somewhere on a shelf out of reach. Okay, that's not, it's not exactly what he means when he's talking about don't, when you put your gift away, uh, when, I, when I'm talking about what I said earlier, putting your gift on the shelf so you might not step on it or something. That's not necessarily the fullness of that. See, you put your gift up, but then when, you, when your gift is needed, you take it down and you use it. Okay, so in the same like manner, in the same principle as the church, maybe there is an opportunity Say, we have, we have an event coming up. Say, we have an event coming up at the church. And your, your gifting is follow-ups and registration and administration. And, you know, you have the gift of helps. So maybe you're going to call into the church and say, how can I help and how can I apply my gifts and my skills and my assets to help the church? And they're going to assign you to some, one, of the, one of the ministry leaders and they're going to, help you. And they're going to say, oh, well, you know, I would appreciate if you can maybe make the phone calls or can you make, uh, I know Pastor Real Cheryl might like the idea of helping her making the goodie bags, as Pastor Courtney talked about earlier. So in 1 Timothy chapter 4, he's talking about not to neglect the gift that you were given by prophecy. With the counsel of elders of the laying on of hands, practice these things. Now listen, he, he, here it is. He said, practice these things. Use your gift. And here, here's, here it is. Listen, immerse yourself in them. When I think of the word immerse, I think of my time in the military, in the Marine Corps, when we did the swim call and the training. I think of being in the water, you know, submerged completely into the water. Immerse yourself with your gift, using your gift to serve the church so that what? God can be glorified and that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch for yourself, for the teaching, the priest of this, for by doing so you have saved both yourself and the hearers. Now Paul wrote again to Timothy, and he wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. He said, for this reason, I remind you to fan the flame of the gift of God that's in you, which is in you through the laying on of hands, for God gave us a spirit of not a spirit of fear, of power, but of power and love and sound mind and self-control. Now, I want you to stop for a second and think about this. I want you to get the full picture here. Paul is talking to Timothy about the gift of faith. There's a specific gift of the spiritual gifts, of the gift of faith. And 
I want you to understand that sometimes your gift is DNA genetically passed down. Okay, I'll give you an example. Some families, all you notice all their families are all nurses. Some families, maybe, maybe they're all construction workers, or maybe some people's families are uh, shelves. Some of them are entrepreneurs. But everybody has a gift. But the, what I'm getting at for being genetically passed down here, Paul was writing to Timothy, and he was in, reminding Timothy of the gift of faith that he had received from his grandmother, Lois. Uh, you'll find that in the later passages of Timothy. So Paul was writing to Timothy to encourage him and remind him about the gift that he had had through the laying on of hands. And you can, and let me just say it this way. I want you to understand, just because you have one gift doesn't mean that that's your only gift. You may find that you have a diversity of gifts. You have more than one gift. And oftentimes, when you, I think of the story of the talents at this point. Um, you, you have a talent, you use it, you grow, and then you gain another talent. But if you don't use that talent, that will be taken away. But not specifically, I don't think, for the gifts, because the Bible clearly says that the gifts and the callings are irrevocable. So, Keep that in mind. So you want to stir the gifts. And again, I don't know if you got that, but I, the water with the pitcher, I just want you to get this. It's really important. The water with the pitcher, and you begin to stir it, and you have these particles coming up. So well, what, are, what are you trying to say? We are people, and we all have flaws, starting with me. So I will say it this way. Ministry is messy. It's not perfect. It never has been. When you find a perfect ministry, run. Okay? When you find that perfect ministry, run. Because I don't see any modern day Pauls walking around here. I just don't. You, you, there is no perfect ministry. In fact, God has called us to, to, make, uh, to serve and make our place better. To, to nurture our place. To make it better for not only us, but for those who are coming. And I just want you to get that image. Because when you stir that up and say, well, I don't know. It's okay that you don't know. It's okay. No one's holding you to great accountability. In fact, I can tell you this with great assurance. I can tell you this with great assurance. No one's going to put you in a position. Perhaps no one's going to put you in a position to share. Hey, you're the visitor today, and tomorrow I'm going to ask you to share the word. I highly doubt that that happens unless there's an enriched relationship with you and, that pa and the senior pastor. We're not going to ask you to, to, when you walk, oh, tomorrow, uh, you know, next week, will you share the word? That's just not how it works. You usually, it takes time. You build relationship. You build rapport. And then the Lord reveals, and you serve. So don't be timid. No one's going to ask you that. Uh, you, you, there's a progression in your faith from one place to another. So stir up your gifts. No matter how messy it can be, stir it up. The Lord is there. Okay? The Lord is there. The second part I want to tell you about is stewardship. Steward your gifts. And I want to give you an example before I read the scripture here. I want to give you a biblical scripture. I want to give you a biblical illustration. I want to talk about stewardship of your spiritual gifts. 
Joseph is often a story we read in Genesis. It starts, I believe, in chapters, Genesis chapter 37 all the way through the book uh, to the end of the book, which is Genesis chapter 50. Joseph was an example of stewardship. God used him in his circumstances. He went through seven years of plenty to go through seven years of famine and feast. Maybe your gifting is stewardship, and maybe you're really good at numbers and budgeting. Serve in those areas. So here's what it, here's First Peter chapter four verses ten through eleven. This is what the really that was pressed on my heart. As each has received a gift, use it. You and I are to use our gift to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks with strength that God supplies in order that in everything, here, here it is, your gift is to what? Your gift is to be that God may be glorified. God has a gift he's given you and the purpose for that gift is that God may be glorified. Through Jesus Christ, to him belonging glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. You know, when I was younger, I felt, I'll always be younger. If you know me, my last name is Younger. I grew up and I had this call in a sense of from an early young age. And, and this is an example of uh, stirring up your gift. I, in fact, I grew up in there was this church I attended called Souls Harbors Church. Uh, this is back when Souls Harbors Church, for those of you in Stone County, Arkansas, who might hear this today. It's out on Highway 5. Now it's down the road from the telephone company. Uh, change locations, Pastor Tim and Mary Clark. Uh, not to be confused with uh, Pastor Tim Clark of the Four Square Church at uh, Van Nuys. But I say this, going back to that stirring up your gift. I used to go to that church at night and I would pray. I, I felt a strong urgency and a pressing on my heart to preach from a young age. You know, I went there and I often, I mean, I would go there, I would pray. I would worship. Sometimes I would dance as being led, you know, just really enjoying the Lord. But you know what I did? I preached. There was nobody there but me and the Lord, but I preached. <laughs> I preached my heart out. And lo and behold, there's a few times that there's a few of the ladies and the elders of the church walked in and, wow, <laughs> surprised them. But that, I just wanted to give you that illustration. Just throw that out there for the ideal for you to see your spiritual gift is to stir it up. But this one is to steward. And like I said, maybe you're good at accounting. It, maybe you're not good at numbers, okay? Maybe you're not good at accounting, and that's not your calling and budget. But you're good at stewardship. And w w what do you mean? You're good at following up, and you're good at calling people. That is your gift. Use that gift. And you say, well, I don't know. Is that, can we use that gift now? Absolutely. I promise you, if you reach out to the church, even during the COVID time, even during the pandemic of COVID-19, if you reach out to the church through uh, the email and the phone number that I'm going to share to you later, if you reach out, I can assure you there's work to be done. There is work to be done. There's opportunities. It's not just labor. See, it's... It's a passion. There's work to be done for the kingdom of God. 
And maybe you're good at stirring people and you just want to follow up. Follow up people, call, update information. That's a gift. That's an, that's, that's an illustration for you for uh, stewardship. Colossians 3, chapter, verse 23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. When you use your gift, and quite frankly, whether you're using your gift or you're just doing your mundane job, always work to the Lord. Always work wholeheartedly to the Lord. For the Lord will see it and he will reward it. So number one, stir up your gifts. Number two, steward your gifts. And the last one, stay focused on your gift. Stay focused on your gift. How do I stay focused on my gift? First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 20. David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And here it is. Here it is. Stay focused. He, until the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. We have a responsibility and a, we, have a, we have an obligation. And I want to say it like it's, an, it's like a duty, like, oh, oh I got to come serve the church. No. You're, see, if you're doing your gift, it, it, it's not like work. It, it comes secondhand. It's natural. It's, it's, you know, it's easy. It brings your gift. In fact, look, if you're doing something and you don't have joy, you're not using your gift, okay? If you're doing something, maybe you're, you have a source of income, whatever. I, I don't like this job. Maybe that's not your gift. I mean, it could be that the people are not pleasant to work around. But, you know, oftentimes the Lord sends us to those places. But, you know, sometimes you, maybe you just are not pleasant and not enjoying it because, and it's not fulfilling because it's just not your gift. See, when you're doing your gift, you feel complete. You feel satisfied. You feel satisfied. Oh, I went to work today. I did this. Bang. You feel satisfied. So I just want to, I just want to repeat some things. And I want to emphasize some things in this scripture here. You know, David, talking to his son, he was, he, he, he was very short with him. Be strong and do it. Now, I want to be more gracious with you. Be strong and courageous. You can do it. Whatever it is, you can do it. And here's another thing. Don't be afraid. Brothers and sisters who are listening today, don't be afraid to step out and use your gift. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed and don't be discouraged about it. Well, I'm not sure that I'm good at it. Look, I mean, you know a surefire way to know what your gift is? People always come to you for doing it. Maybe, oh, I'm going to use food. <laughs> Maybe you make the best palabo and everybody talks about your palabo. I use palabo because that's one of my favorite noodle dishes. I love the taste of the garlic. I'm a, I, I love garlic, garlicky meals and dishes. Now, I say that if they're not asking you to make palabo, it's probably not necessarily your gift. Uh, <laughs> If they're not asking you to make uh, for my white Caucasian American families who are tuning in, 
If they're not asking you to make the dressing with turkey, it's probably not your gift. If they ask you to bring paper plates, it's definitely not your gift. Little humor, but truthfully there. Uh, if someone asks you to do something, you know, hey, Brother Ron, can you do this? Okay, sure. Hey, Brother Ron, can you please not do that? You might find, you know, that, and, they, and that might be, I'm going to tell you a place that I might, you might, I might hear that serving in the church. You don't want me in the media sound room. I, I know enough to get myself in trouble and not enough to do anything in there except mess everything up. So for those who are serving in the media ministry, thank you. Uh, thank you. I say that jokingly. I mean, I have a computer science degree. I mean, I, I, I do have some familiarity with computers and programming. Uh, also, you know, pretty nifty. I can, to some extent, I can put some stuff together like uh, sound systems and interconnect the whole things in the house. I may not be the quick, but it's definitely not a place you want me back there moving stuff around because I don't know everything. I know, like I said, enough to get me in trouble. That's probably a place you're going to, Brother Marco is going to say, hey, Ronnie, can you please say how to the sound booth? <laughs> I say that graciously. If no one's asking you to do it or they're asking you to stay away from it, uh, or, you know, you, that might be an indication of what your gift is and is not. Um, so remember, stir your gifts. Steward your gifts. And stay focused on your gift. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Here's another one. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of God. You know, no one, no one's looking for, and no one's asking for any of you to be anyone to be perfect when you serve one another in the church or in the community. Again, uh, just do your best. It's always a learning process. You know, I've I've, I've learned quite a bit, often through my mistakes. Uh, hopefully, I don't make big mistakes, and I don't, you know, have to learn a hard lesson. But you know, so be it. Amen. Um, so three things. How do I how do I use my gifts to serve? How do I use three? How do I use my three gifts? Excuse me, I'm getting tongue tied. Three things to remember on how to use your gifts, your spiritual gifts. So I've refutedly presented to you today that you have a gift. You indeed have multiple gifts. The first thing you need to do is to stir that gift up. The second one, you need to steward your gift. Right? Number one, stir it up. Number two, steward. And the last one, which is stay focused on it. So I want us to remember these things as we develop our spiritual gifts. It's a learning in process. And for those who are tuning in, I just want to take a moment here. This is what I want to talk to you about briefly. Uh, this is uh, PCF Opportunities, PCF LA, Praise Christian Fellowship LA, again, located at 2235 Beverly Boulevard. Uh, there, it's what, the 24th? No, today's the 25th. Today's October 25th. Um, we have the Harvest Fest coming up. Pastor Rochelle could use a lot of help. She is a wonderful laborer in the body of Christ. Precious, precious lady who serves our children's ministry. 
you want to learn how, you want to know if you're listening and you're part of the PCL family, I want you to hear this. There's, there's ways that I can minister even now before the end of the month. Take that gift that God's given you. Take an initiation and step out in faith. And you say, well, I don't know what my gift is. Look, there is a gift of help. Just helps. Don't despise a small beginning in your life where God begins to use your gifts. So I want you to, to contact the church. You can contact the church at PCF at info at mypcf.org. You can contact it at info at mypcf.org or at 213-484-8294. And as Pastor Courtney, our senior pastor, mentioned earlier, people were there to answer the phone. If they don't, they, they, they will respond to the voicemails. And I just, I want us to be encouraged. You can do it. You can do it. I believe in you and I trust you. And if you have questions about what your gift is, maybe might I suggest this. Our senior pastor wears many hats here. And one of them is he teaches at PSOM. PSOM is Praise School of Ministry. If you don't know what your gift is, he's actually teaching a class right now. Uh, I believe it's called the Fundamentals of Faith Part 2. He had Fundamentals of Faith Part 1. Recently, we are in Fundamentals of Faith Part 2. And as you talked about it earlier, we, you're learning how to use and establish those gifts. And he'll help you unpack and learn what those gifts are. Sometimes we have to communicate and fellowship and learn and sit and study the word to learn what our gift might be. Now, I say all this to say this. Media, there's children's ministry. There's other ministries here, too. It, you know, uh, Brother Marco would be a great person to refer to if you know him in the body. Uh, if you need help, what, you, you have some passion or desire, you want to learn about sound media team ministry, he, he might graciously say, like he probably would to me, uh, Brother Ron, maybe this is not your calling. <laughs> he, he would be more gracious. He obviously would be more gracious. But uh, just giving you some examples. Maybe you are a, maybe you want to lead an online Bible study. Uh, there is, there is uh, opportunities to serve in the worship ministry team. There's opportunities to serve with the youth. You can contact my wife and I. You can either text us or you can call us or you can reach out to us. Uh, there, there's many opportunities. In fact, I want to talk about one particular, and I don't know the full details, but there's two actually I'm going to put out here. There's Operation Christmas Boxes coming up for this holiday season. Operation Christmas Boxes, I envision that it has something to do to provide gifts for the needy, the less fortunate. And not only that, it, it's to share the love of God to a, a specific group. What an opportunity. Contact the church with this email or with the phone number and learn what you can do with that. And here's the last one that I want to mention. There was a, there's a local mission opportunity. A lot of times we talk about missions. And people want, oh, I'm ready to go. Let's go to Cancun or whatever. I mentioned that Cancun earlier in the first service. Well, you know, we have local missions here. And if you contact the church, the, ch the email or the phone mail, they'll, they'll, someone will put you in contact on how to get involved uh, with the local mission opportunity. And uh, I don't know the depths of it, but I believe uh, it's a, 
let me just say, let me say it this way. If you are a teacher or you're really good maybe with kids, uh, this might be a really good opportunity for you to serve one another, to serve the church and to serve our community. You know, this is a way that we reach people outside the walls. We don't just serve the body of Christ too. We, we serve outside and maybe this is an opportunity for you to serve in that area too. I just want you to say this. If, you've, if you're a teacher of any sort, uh, you have background in it, or, you're, or even if you're a retired teacher. If you're a retired teacher, maybe you uh, want to take some time uh, to work on a local mission. If there's one here, contact the church. Brothers and sisters, I want you to be encouraged today wholeheartedly to remember this. God has called you, and you have a purpose. And you most likely won't find that purpose until you begin to serve one another, okay? And how we serve one another are these three things. How you serve one another with your gift. You stir your gift up. You steward your gift. And you stay focused on it. May the Lord bless you with the word today. Amen.